This is Strange Darkness Radio with your host, Bobby Washington, and our guest co-host. Let's dive into the world of the strange and unusual. So sit back, turn off the lights, and get ready for a journey into the unknown. We have Stephanie Strange on tonight's show, renowned psychic medium with a passion for sharing spine-chilling tales on TikTok, where she has amassed over 700,000 followers. With a unique perspective as an atheist in the paranormal world, Stephanie has captivated audiences with her beliefs and experiences. Alongside her husband, who is also a psychic, Stephanie has delved into the mysteries of the afterlife and shared her insights on popular platforms such as BuzzFeed Unsolved, Travel Channel, and Truly. Stephanie has also made notable appearances on TV shows like Mysteries Decoded and their Halloween special, Spirit Squad, on The CW. As part of the first all-female paranormal investigator team on television, Stephanie has unveiled secrets from the beyond and conveyed profound paranormal messages from those who have passed on. Her unique approach involves treating spirits as humans, believing that they are just like us without the physical body. Currently, Stephanie is one of the hosts of Something Scary, a popular YouTube web series that takes viewers on a thrilling animated journey to explore spooky locations and folklore from around the world. With years of experience and a captivating presence, Stephanie brings her expertise and insights to Strange Darkness Radio Podcast, promising to share her intriguing perspectives on the supernatural and beyond. So join Bobby and guest host CJ in extending a warm welcome to Stephanie Strange to Strange Darkness Radio. Well, welcome. Welcome, Stephanie. That was an amazing entrance. You guys are so kind. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you have so Thank many you. accolades. So um, no, those, those, that's all your, that's all you right there. Um, man. Well, thank you. Well, again, um, I'm with uh, guest uh, host tonight, uh, CJ. Um, CJ, up, how's it going? Up. Good, good, good. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing Great. good, doing good. Um, and you guys will... No, CJ's been on uh, Strange Darkness Radio's IG a lot. You know, he's always uh, uh, doing uh, stuff for the show. And um, he went actually with Parapod uh, with me uh, for the Parapod Awards and all that good stuff. And uh, you guys uh, saw his or heard his episode that he was on um, telling his um, paranormal stories and uh, listening to his music or whatever. CJ's an artist. Uh, CJ, you want to give out your social and all that good stuff? Yeah. Um, so my Instagram is um, at CJ Washington Music and it's music with a Z. And then um, my website is CJ Washington So Yeah. When you were on the show, just real quick, I know we have Stephanie uh-huh. on here, um, but I forgot to say, um, you know, you've been on a lot of things. And um, as yeah. far as like MTV, you know, right. you've been on The Voice and all that good stuff. I just wanted to clarify that because I didn't say that. You know, last no, time because uh, yeah, I didn't do the intro on that, so that's we were getting to... we were we were getting into the the paranormal goodies. So yeah, no, that's true. No worries, that's yeah. true. Um, but Stephanie, thank you for uh, again for joining the show and all that good stuff. And uh, I see uh, Mickey's in the back. 
I've um, so haunted doll. So Mickey is yeah. uh, this is Johnny. Johnny. Uh, it's a little boy. Johnny is uh, attached to it. But I actually felt that a elder woman also had the doll before she passed away. Oh. So what I saw is, um, and what I gathered is that it was an elderly woman who, and I don't know if you guys know this. Mo- I think it's common knowledge, honestly. If not, no worries, because I recently found out about this too. Uh-huh. But like elderly people, like in depending. They get to a point where like they kind of go back and regress a bit into like their childhood. And so Mm -hmm. they start collecting toys and things of that nature. And Mm -hmm. that's the vibe that I was getting from this elderly woman that had this doll up until that point. Yeah, I do that, by the way. Just (laughs) (laughs) I mean, same, but look at my background. Like, (laughs) yes. Yeah, that's funny. That's that's amazing. So, um, so, you know, I told, you know, we told a lot about, you know, what you do and the things that you've done. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, give, you, you know, your social Stephanie to where people can, uh, you know, follow you and, uh, which again, <laughs> you know, add to your massive amount of followers, which is amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you guys. Um, so I spell my name a little bit different. So I know it's, my name is called Stephanie, so I'll just spell it out to you, but it's Stephanie S T E F F A N Y underscore strange. And I'm on TikTok, YouTube, uh, Instagram and Facebook. Um, but I believe on YouTube, you can just search Stephanie Strange without the underscore. You'll find me on there. Um, but yeah, so that's where you can find me. And I talk about all the paranormal stuff, too. <laughs> nice. Yes, you do. Um, I don't even know where to start, but I'm going to start as far as you being a psychic and how that yeah. came to be. And, um, you know, you know, did it happen at an early age? Were you aware of it? Did you know what was happening? You know, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's a great question. So um, I know in the introduction you touched base. Well, yeah, in my bio, there was like the base of how I used to be an atheist, skeptical person. And so um, I grew up in a very religious household uh, as a Latina. It's, you know, it's a very common thing. Most Latinos are Catholic. That's a thing. Um, but right. yeah, so I was kind of like forced into that when I was a kid. And so by the time I was a teenager, I kind of rejected it a little bit. I just didn't want anything to do with religion. I think there was like a people's pleaser side of me where I would partake and try to learn about people's religion because I lived in a small town in Minnesota, which ick, (laughs) (laughs) ick in itself, just because you can only imagine small town religious folks. It's, it it can get controversial, right? It can get pretty ignorant. So, um, I just kind of felt like, you know, I made up my mind, moved to Denver and I had a friend that passed away in a plane crash in uh, my senior year in high school. So she Mm -hmm. was a year older than me and she had gone off to college and that Thanksgiving, unfortunately, her, her, uh, her husband, her boyfriend and um, boyfriend's dad and um, their friend, another friend of them, theirs, they uh, all got in a plane crash. So I, when I moved to Denver, one of my friends, which I didn't know very well in high school, by the way, it was just that I knew she was really good friends with my deceased friend. And that was that was just kind of it. We had same friends, but it, I never really talked to her. Mm-hmm. I think we've all been there where we know somebody, but like maybe we have that link that we have that one best friend. But that's yeah, right. More of an acquaintance or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, she reached out to me on Facebook. And she was like, hey, you know, my, you know, our deceased friends, uh, her birthday is coming up. And, you know, I, I just found out you're in Denver. I'm in Denver, by the way, which is a weird coincidence because from Minnesota to Denver. And so she's like, do you want to come to my house and we, you can go get coffee and just like reminisce of all the good times with with our friend. Yeah. And I said, sure. Yeah, let's go do that. And keep in mind, this is like, what, 2010 or 2011. And um, so I went to pick her up. 
And I didn't know this, but her mom and her mom's partner. So for context, um, her mom and her partner, it's a lesbian couple. So for okay. people to understand mm-hmm. if I say she or she, yeah, yeah. Right. So anyway, so I went to pick her up and her mom walks up to me and she goes, do you have a brother? And I'm like, no, <laughs> she's like confusing me for somebody, you know, like maybe yeah. I just have a very generic face. I don't know. Um, so then she's like, no, 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 that's not it. And then like my friends like, oh my God, my mom's being weird. No, she's not doing this. I'm like, what, 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 what are you doing? And, um, it turns out that her mom was picking up on like my, I like a brother that I had in spirit. So for context, like my mom had, had a miscarriage and she also had a baby that died, I think within like six months. Oh, okay. Um, years, yeah, years before she had me and my sisters. So, um, I, I, my mom doesn't really talk much about it. So that's another thing. And again, the reason why I say this is 2010, it's not like someone can like look you up on the spot on like a smartphone right. device, you know? <laughs> exactly. And on top of that, like this happened in a third world country. My mom had her miscarriages in El Salvador. Um, so I'm Salvadorian. And so I thought that was kind of weird. But as a ske- skeptical person, I was like, that's that's not amusing. You know, yeah. I'm, he's not amused. It's all just bogus, whatever, right? Uh-huh. So then like, I go and get coffee. I call somewhere between that time frame. I'm on the phone with my mom. I think I called her and I'm like, you won't believe what happened. This lady's like picking up on like a deceased brother I had and apparently from your miscarriage. And my mom like got so emotional and she's wow. like, please go back. Please go inside the house and a- ask them questions. Please, please, please. And she's like begging. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, great. I don't want to do this because <laughs> like, keep in mind, you know, the skeptic here. So mm. I go into the house. And I start talking to both her mom and her mom's partner who are amazing. They're amazing people, by the way. Mm-hmm. They're just, if you can ever be in their presence, they're just amazing people. Yeah. So um, her her partner, Percy, and I'll say her by name just because she passed away from cancer oh, and wow. she became a big mentor of mine. Mm-hmm. And it's, she's literally one of the biggest reasons why I'm here today. So um, but Percy's like picking up that I'm like a skeptic and she's like, oh, you're here to challenge us. <laughs> well, long story short, she starts to pick up that my, that like, so they were able to pick up like the first two letters of my deceased brother's name. And, but the wow factor, the wow factor was when she was picking up, well, both of them were picking up on a lot, but there was this one part where uh, they were telling me that my mom had a younger brother that died in the military in El Salvador. And I was like, nope, that's not true. You guys are lying. This this is bogus. I caught you guys. I'm ready to walk out now. Like, yeah. this was a waste of my time. So then, like, I call my mom. I tell her what happens. And she's like, that's my younger brother that died. Wow. And I didn't know about that. I didn't know about that. How would yeah. she know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No way. No yeah. way. Yeah. So that was the defining moment. And the more I was around them, the more like, especially Percy, because she was very outspoken about it. And I think she really enjoyed the fact that like, she finally got somebody to believe in something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they both did, right? I think, uh, but Percy was like telling me that, you know, I've always been very empathic. I've, I've always had intuition. I just shut it down for some reason. And yeah. she kind of went through moments in my life as a child that like, I I was like, yeah, I was really sensitive or yeah, I was a scaredy cat. And I mean, I was always bullied for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, like I went to see her and her partner, um, my friend's mom, she was indigenous too. So she did like this whole sage thing on yeah. me. Like she, like, I've never had anyone sage me the way she did. This woman was a real, <laughs> real deal. Um, yes. So yeah, I think the more I was around them. And then one day, 
I went online, I went on meetup.com and I'm just, I use it now for, for my psychic circle, actually. Um, meetup.com, they have all kinds of uh, stuff for people who want to tap into wow. psychic ship or paranormal stuff. That's cool. Uh, yeah. That's good to know. I'm, I'm yeah, gonna, for I'm, real. I'm gonna use yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's good to know. So that's what opened you up then. That's what, you know, after the cleansing, you were able to harness, you know, what you've been, you know, kind of supp- suppressing, you know, your psychic abilities, correct? Well, yes and no, I guess. Okay. I mean, I guess I haven't really spoken about that cleansing out loud a lot, but now mm-hmm. that I'm saying it out loud, I think it it does the yeah. more I think about it. Um, and keep in mind that I'm talking more about that moment in time exactly. more than ever. So yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, there, I guess that did happen. So it it did in a sense that like she wowed me with her reading and I couldn't sleep for like a day or two because I like I was trying to find logic and like how did this woman know about my mom's younger brother? Yeah. This is so weird. And like there was another part too that um I just need to find a picture. I'm gonna make a post on it when I find the picture. But she also picked up on a baby picture that she said that that wasn't me, it was my brother. Oh, and there was oh, only wow. one copy of that picture. And wow. so it's just yeah, it's just crazy. So yeah. Anyway, because of that reading, I started going online. I started trying to like, you know, read books on things and religious books and just trying to find logic into everything. But meetup.com in particular, when I started joining the psychic development group, I was like, you know, I got to see for myself. What is this about? What do people do in psychic circles? Like as a skeptic, I should be sitting here and seeing what it is that they're doing. If it is a fraud, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like I need a be fair at that time. I was trying to do in my mind. I'm like, be fair. So I sat in the (laughs) circle and that was interesting because it actually dispelled everything that I thought as a skeptic. And what I mean by that is most people think people, psychic mediums become psychic mediums because they want to make a living off it. And that's not simply true. Yeah, People actually do this as part of a spiritual journey for their own intuition, for their own self. Exactly. Um, And I think that that in itself was something that I was warming up to. I was like, wow, this is like, it's not people with tarot cards, like sitting uh, outside at a busy street trying to ask people for readings. It's not. I don't think I've ever Uh, seen that. At least not in uh, Sacramento, California. No, not in Sacramento. LA, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. LA for sure. Most definitely. Yeah. LA, New Orleans, all kinds. Like those like really, you know, very populated places with events. Yeah. And, um, but anyway, so I was like, it's not this. And so I had sat there for many months. And I think like, I think after a couple of months, no, maybe I keep forgetting, like maybe six months, three months in, I don't remember anymore, but it was many months until I finally felt like I could feel comfortable giving my first reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the circle and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to say it. And <laughs> I actually got something right. And, wow. and wow. Uh, I was like, whoa, where did this come from? That's cool. Um, and then I took another course. Uh, so the circle isn't really like a course where you pay like gobs of money. It's like, when you nephew, when and when and if you have time yeah. on a Friday night, you want to sit down in a circle and practice. Chill. You pay twenty yeah. bucks at the door. You go in and you sit down with people. Oh, that's um, pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then the I took a certification class, and that was a little bit more money, but that mm-hmm. was interesting too. So it took me many months, but it was me observing them first, like actually going into the element of like, what does it look like for people who start off as wanting to tap into their psychic abilities? Yeah. And uh, will that buy? And I think that's powerful. And I think if most skeptical people would sit down in a circle and just watch these people start off, it's not showing people how to con one another. It's not showing people how to read body language. It's not any of those things. So. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting. That was going to be one of my first questions uh, to you is like, once you kind of, 
found out that you had these abilities? Was it something that you could just use right away or was it like something that you needed to develop? So that's pretty cool to hear. Yeah. Um, it, it, I feel like it's like a muscle. I feel like everyone's intuitive. We've all had experiences where like you feel someone's watching you and they are like mm-hmm. you're, you're napping. Have, have you ever had that feeling where you're like half asleep and you feel like someone's watching you, oh, you open yeah. your eyes and it's like your yes. mom or your brother. That's mm-hmm. intuition. That yeah, is intuition yeah. right there. Like how yeah. would you know? <laughs> I hate that by the way, but yeah. Yeah. Same. yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean that it's, it's really just training your muscle. And what I mean by that is shutting your ego mind off and allowing thoughts that don't make sense to you just, and that's, that's like that quiet voice, the gut feeling, I would say yeah. that comes in once you learn to shut down that ego mind. Yeah, that, that's very interesting because I have that <laughs> and I've always <laughs> shut, shut it down because it, it would, um, it would add flavor to my personal life. Meaning, um, something would say, go do this or go look here or, you know, um, it would, it, something would say, uh, for whatever reason, I need you to go and look in this particular area or do this particular thing. I'm like, well, this is so random. Like, okay, why am I doing this? Like, you know, oh, I'm looking for yeah. uh, a, um, a screwdriver that I wouldn't normally look in this particular place for the screwdriver. Then I find something that I don't want to find or whatever, whatever. You know, it's, it's like the weirdest thing. And yeah. I'm like, please, can you just stop? Like, I, you know, <laughs> it's just, for me, yeah. it was just too much, whatever. Um, but it, it, it's, it's interesting how, how it works. No, I think, yeah, I mean, I think we all can recall at least at some point in our lives where we've done something and it doesn't make sense, but there's a purpose behind it. Yes. Yeah, um, sure. Or even like the idea when you're thinking of somebody and then they call you. Like, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's also it too. Again, I think, yeah, and I think that's the thing about like the whole being a psychic. We'll just start with the psychic because medium is a different thing. And so yeah. for those people that don't know the difference, a psychic is basically somebody that can read the energy in that present time, which that therefore allows that person to read energy in the past, present, and future, if that makes sense. Um, and it's kind of tapping into the different ses- senses of psychic mediumship, like visuals, hearing, and so forth, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Taste, feeling. Um, right. And the mediumship side is like speaking to spirits and things that are not alive, basically. Um, so it, it's an interesting thing because like pop culture and everything has sensationalized the community that we think we have to like see in physical form dead people or we think we have to be able to be spot on with the future it's like that's not how it works um and i think that's why i'm in this space because people don't expect psychics or mediums to look like me and to express life like me and mm-hmm. my mentor taught me that too my mentor from the psychic development circle his name is charles he's he just turned 60 so oh, wow. uh, yeah he's he's nice, yeah nice. he's so sweet yeah he, he'd always say i have one foot in reality one foot in the spiritual realm and most people jump in into the spiritual realm way too far and we need to bring them back down because we aren't on earth so oh, yeah no that's <laughs> that's definitely true I've, i met a couple i think i've yeah, had a couple so. on the show but um yeah, yeah. so so that's why I, I I always tell people like it's it's in, you, you will find your intuition in so many ways and it's not like it is in movies and pop culture it's like I just said it's someone watching you when you're half asleep it's you thinking of that person and they call you yeah exactly <laughs> right. no that that's amazing how that works and a lot of people don't give it a second thought you know and that's the whole reason why you know I you know I do the show is just to um, ask that you know that explanation of why things happen or, you know, people who, you know, ponder like, you know, did, 
that shadow passed. Was that really a shadow? And did I really see it? No. And they'll, they'll just brush it off as, oh, no, it, it wasn't. Or uh, the intuition point, you know, of, uh, you know, my aunt's going to, you know, I, I need to give her a call because something happened. And then you call yeah. and something actually happened, you know, but yeah. people just brush it off, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they shouldn't because that is the, that is the, I don't know if it's the veil or what it is for everybody, but I do believe everyone has that ability. It's just that whether or not you actually use it or, you know, you just brush it off as your day-to-day life because there's so yeah. much noise that's going on around us at all times. And, um, you know, sometimes you just need, you know, to have a quiet yeah. moment just to, you know take everything in and uh, really, really take a look at what's going on out in the real world um, and yeah. what's going on with your body and your senses, because um, everything is there. Everything it's is there. It's just like being, yeah, it's like really just in general, like being still with your inner self and that inner voice and understanding it. And I always tell people too, that like communication in general with alive people, right? Like with me, with us here today, right? Right. It isn't linear, right? We have to look at different things like your body language, your tone of voice, your, you know, Mm -hmm. all kinds of these factors. So when it comes to psychic abilities or even mediumship, it's like, it isn't linear either though, because we're not one dimensional beings. We're very complex and so is energy. So that's why I always tell people like, that's probably why you can't always pick up certain things because like, you know, sometimes your energy may not mesh well with that person's energy, you know? Mm-hmm. That's true. Right. That's definitely true. As far So with you going through all this, um, did it change you, you know, as far as religion goes and, um, you know, your beliefs? Did that change? Yeah. I mean, I think that I became more like a spiritual person and I would, I would say that I kind of swayed and I kind of jumped into more like the spiritualists, uh, like mentality of things because that's really what it is a lot of I mean not to say that that's only the only way right but a lot of the times that when people jump into it at least like in my in my bubble and in my journey a lot of people would jump into the spiritualist way and like learn about the spiritualist movement and all these kinds of I think it's the same thing with paranormal investigators too it's like technology and the way they use tech is from the spiritualist movement yeah so like that's kind of like what I looked at too And it's interesting because before I jumped into all of this and I was like an atheist, skeptical person, I actually was reading a lot of things in like Eastern spirituality of like the self and the mind. And so it's Mm. kind of funny how now that I'm on this side, it's like I do resonate with a lot of that still, though, and I carry that with me, too. And um, like Taoism and all that. There's also like that the book of like the 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 Tao of Pooh. I probably saying it wrong, but um but yeah, that's a really cool book that I really, really love. It's basically talking about that as like the character of Pooh. And <laughs> right. um, so it's really fascinating. But yeah, no, I think I didn't like jump into like a religion necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's just more of like being open minded to everything and, yes. and understanding that like the way I happen to my source and my energy has led me to where I need to be. And it's made me a happier person, too. Well, that's good. That's definitely good. Me, it, yeah. it, it, like I said, when it was, when it happens, um, I know it's, I know it's occurring now, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, I, I need to go ahead and take that phone call <laughs> or I need to go ahead and make that phone call or I need to go ahead and find out what I need to find out. Um, but I, I, I still, I'm still like antsy about it, you know, because again, it's still, it, it, I don't know, it's, it's still a little freaky, you know, as of far course. as, as far as me, because again, you, you know, taking the classes and, you know, having someone guide you through it is totally different than, um, me, it's more like just pushed a lot on me, you know what I mean? To, uh, yeah. 
to seek out different things, whatever. So by doing the show, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing my part in that regard. <laughs> yeah. It's all a personal journey too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I definitely think that, you know, even with like, if you were to be like a, even like a paranormal investigator and I think yeah. most, not most, but there is a handful, there's a spectrum at least in even like the paranormal investigation investigator space mm-hmm. where they don't see that this, even though they are using equipment and, you know, they're doing their own science, it's still driven through a a spiritual belief system, hence why there is spirits involved yeah, and right. afterlife involved. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm always like, I hear, I think in this space more than people think too, it's so, it can be very polarizing, you know, it's not all people believe in ghosts. And so we're all in the same belief system. It's more of like, exactly. it's interesting. I don't know. That's the interesting part of this community. Yeah, no, that's, that, that is, that is intriguing. Uh, CJ, you have uh, any questions for us? Uh, Stephanie? Yeah. So kind of going with the investigation portion of it, like when did you start? Like once you kind of began developing your abilities, when were you like, okay, I'm going to take this out, you know, into the real world and start, you know, investigating different places. How did that begin? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, I really tapped into the psychic side first. So I want to say that like when I tapped into this, I wasn't like, oh, yay, I'm a medium too. No, it was like, (laughs) (laughs) um, it was actually just first the psychic side. And then I would notice that in my readings, sometimes like the mediumship would come out, but it wasn't like the dominant portion of my readings. And uh, it still felt like a little bit out of reach still. Like I, I I would sense things and I would get things, but it still wasn't where I wanted it to be. And then um, I think a couple of years prior to the lockdown, I think maybe three, four years prior to that, I really started to try to push myself into that mediumship side. And what I mean by that is like I would go and do like haunted tours, like, you know, like the Stanley, the Queen Mary, or like, you know, go to places that there was like ghosts or something and see what I would feel for myself, right? Without doing the investigation portion, just feeling it out. Like, what do I feel? What do I see? And I think doing that and meditating too, like I I know it sounds cheesy, but I really dove into my artwork and that's how I meditate. And I would, that's when I really started to push that visual side of me and opening up like that visual third eye. Um, And so then like when I would go to these haunted spaces, like it would feel like, oh my God, I'm seeing this in my, in my third eye and like, okay, I'm just going to start describing things and see what we get and it would actually reflect with like the storyline of that place right oh wow mm-hmm. um so i think that's when i was like okay cool i think i'm 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 getting the gist of it and now i know that like my strong suit is feeling things though with my body um feeling things and just knowing things too like just being clairsentient and all of this stuff and i'm like whoa i don't know how i know that but i do yeah <laughs> um, that's a trip yeah yeah like this one time i went to my friend's house and well, actually, I had moved in, but be, prior to that, I'd gone to this house, and I felt like there was just like an energy there every time I was in the lobby. And then when I moved in, I just kind of like had a feeling to go to the basement of the apartment Ooh. building. I don't Ooh, know why. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> and so I did. Yeah, it's this is a trip, and I'm like, but I'm like, I felt like something was talking to me, but it wasn't like a voice. It was like through feeling of just knowing. Mm-hmm. So I went down to the lobby. I turned into the basement. It was a dark basement, by the way. Just why did I do that? I just did. <laughs> Please don't ask by me. Yourself? I, I were, you, were you by yourself? I was by myself, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, so, no. Yeah, it kind of like the back room, you know, like the uncanny There's like nothing there. Mm-hmm. It's just like the like a dark hallway <laughs> and like a dim light. Well, I get there and I turn left and there's like this bright library with like, 
these cute little beanbag chairs. It was like a library. And I was like, what? Oh, wow. It's so cool. And I needed, I needed a library because I was crashing on my friend's couch and I was in college. So I was like, yeah. yay, I can go down here now. No one's going to bother me. There's computers here. This is yeah. dope. But I mean, yeah, it's creepy, but it's like, I just, I felt like I needed it. And like there, I felt, and it sounds so silly, but it, I felt like a spirit was like, cool, you need a library. I got you. It's I'm kind of guiding you. you to, yeah. To, to, to yeah. I was going to say, it's like, it's like giving you the confidence to get through that yeah. scary part of like, okay, I'm going into this basement. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. I've had a lot of moments in life where it's like, like right now where it's like, I'm, I'm saying it aloud. I'm like, I know this sounds like such a loony bin, but <laughs> here I am. And like, it turned out to be a cool library. The other thing too, when I first moved, not moved, um, I, before I moved to California and knew anything about Santa Clarita, didn't know anything about Santa Clarita other than like the Santa Clarita diet yeah. show that was on Netflix. <laughs> on yeah. Netflix. Um, my cousin was living there for a little bit and I agreed to babysit her daughter while they went on their honeymoon. I get in her car and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get Starbucks. And I forgot my phone, which I don't know why I forgot my phone. I've always had my phone on me, but I forgot my phone. And I knew, but I just knew where to go. Like somebody, something was like, I got you. And I ended up oh, wow. at a Starbucks with a Target. And I was like, what? Okay. Just like trust the process. And I yeah, found exactly. the Starbucks. <laughs> I was like, I love that. All right, cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That's, you should make that a t-shirt. Trust the process. Yeah. Trust the process. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Giving me all kinds That's of cool, cool. ideas. <laughs> um, but then to answer, sorry, I know it's a long-winded thing, but to answer your no. question though, yeah. It was a process. And then it wasn't until the lockdown, I started going to like cemeteries with a friend of mine mm. and like, yeah, or just like my husband that yeah. uh, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then I started doing scary uh, videos and ghost stories on TikTok. And yeah, I mean, I, I didn't consider myself an investigator. I just was somebody that was like, I want to feel the energy in haunted places. Right. But my first real investigation was with the CW at the Adobe Leonis. And wow. that was really cool. Yeah. You're listening to Strange Darkness Radio, where we bring you the creepiest and most fascinating stories from the world of the paranormal, conspiracy theories, and everything strange. Stay tuned as we take a short break, but don't go too far, because we have more spine-tingling tales to come. Strange Darkness Radio will be back in just a few moments. So what was so what was that like investigating? Because I mean, obviously you've had some prior experience investigating, like on your own or with friends. But then, like you're like, I guess I don't know, would you call it investigating or feeling the moment? But either or, what was it like doing the, having to do that in front of cameras? You know what I mean, like with a whole camera crew and so on and so forth. Like, did that mess with your vibe at all? Or, um, actually, sorry, quick question, quick thing. Let me go back real quick. It wasn't. Yeah. It was my second investigation because I just remembered oh, oh. I went to New Orleans. Wow. My husband surprised me, and we did an investigation behind the voodoo shop. Oh, okay. But that was like a group wow. thing. So wow. okay, that was like the first time using equipment, and I wouldn't use oh, equipment okay. for many years in for at least four years, and then the Adobe Leonis. Oh, wow. So oh, sorry okay. about that. Like yeah, sorry. Like let me wait. Wait a minute. Yeah, because we thought you were at uh, cemeteries out there. Yeah, yeah. That's the... yes. That's what, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So no, no, no. So the, the yeah. So the second time I I like. When I say investigate, I mean like using equipment because yeah. like I didn't own equipment um, other than just like my intuition, right? Like I was right. just my, 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 my mediumship and my intuition. Um, but this, yeah, the second official time 
that was crazy because it was it was my second time. Like, okay, yeah, I, I remember using this K two meter. I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, I know <laughs> right. what it does though. Yeah. And I know like, and I know these things that we used. So like here I was like trying to scratch like from memory from like back in 2017 or whatever. And it was kind of like intimidating because my co-hosts, which are amazing, by the way, like Sarah and Brittany are just, they're like fierce, badass women. I like, they're like crazy fierce. Yeah. Like Brittany's first thing, we were on a Zoom meeting each other and she said i want to be dragged down the stairs by demons and i'm like oh, Girl, oh. <laughs> yeah. I said, wait is that in the contract because <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that's her slogan like she has a whole tiktok on it i'll have to send it to you guys but wow. um yeah they're both just and and sarah spent the night by herself at the conjuring oh, house like wow. i'm like what the heck yeah so they're both very very brave and so i was so nervous because like you said it's like there's cameras in front of you. I'm not an investigator. I consider myself a psychic medium and I'm kind of scaredy cat because I've had things happen. So, and then they're saying these things. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so scared. (laughs) So like, and I feel dumb because I don't know anything about the equipment. I I know, I know what it does. Yeah, you know when it makes a sound. That's not a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so here we are. (laughs) So like, here we were and you know, off camera, I would like double, like I was writing it down in my memory or on my phone, like just typing it over and over again. Like, yeah, this is a K2 meter. This is K2 meter. I don't want to sound like an idiot. Um, and, but I mean, I allowed them to take the lead and they were, you know, they were so sweet. They were teaching me. So it was actually like, I think it was kind of cool learning on the fly like that because the pressure was on to learn. So it was like, you're, this is going to be stamped in your memory. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Whereas like, you know, without cameras, there's less pressure. So you're probably like, okay, yeah, cool. It blinks and you're probably going to forget about it. But for me, it was like, okay, I can't be, in, I, I don't want to look dumb. I don't want to look dumb. So yeah, that was a, a cool experience. Um, And yeah, I mean, I did the seance too. I mean, they allowed me to really bring in my authentic self. And that's what I loved about that show. The, well, this, this, the special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Did you yeah. guys yeah. catch anything? You know, oh, yeah. didn't, oh, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there was a couple of things. And what I like about the special, and it's not because like, you know, I was in it. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a bonus, of course. But (laughs) the way they really did this, and and it's cool because it's not the travel channel, it's on the CW. So they have a whole different format, I would say, than like the travel channel. Um, not that I'm bashing the travel channel. It's just that like they've done so many of them that we kind of know their yeah, formats. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with the CW special, it was like there's so there's boom, 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 like constantly things happening. Like um, the crawl space scene. There's a, a scene where they took us to the crawl space, and I felt so sick. Wow. And oh, wow. um, apparently, they used to drag one of the da- daughters in the crawl space to punish her. This little girl down there. And, um, I didn't, again, I didn't know much about it. I just felt sick. And when Sarah went down there and I didn't know this at the time, I I wouldn't find out until months I watched back the show and I'm like, she felt sick too. Yeah. So that was weird. The other thing that was, I think the seance scene, a lot of my, my friends who watched it and even people that like follow me messaged me about it. They said that the seance scene was one of the most powerful scenes and Brittany got scratched by spirit. Like, I'm not even joking you guys. Like that was like, yeah, I, uh, that was like my first seance, like without a bunch of people and my mm-hmm. mentor, without my mentor too. So um, I remember texting my mentor. I'm like, I'm nervous. He's like, you got this. 10 years. <laughs> we, you got this. You got this. Yeah. Yeah. So we did a seance and then someone gets scratched. Like, <laughs> right. Wow. Um, 
But she wanted it. it, it Brittany got scratched, and she was the one that's like, "I want to be dragged down the stairs by demon." And <laughs> yeah. she gets scratched, so she was like so excited. She's like, oh, "I'm getting scratched!" So like they don't they to them it's like, "Yes, this is evidence. It's happening to me." Like that's the way they look at it. <laughs> that's awesome. Is that still on the CW? Is that on their probably their online or their? Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. You, you yeah yeah. Check that out. You can um you can you you can download the CW app. It's free too. And um, if you have Hulu, I think Hulu Plus, mm-hmm. and you search for Mysteries Decoded Presents Spirit Squad, I know it's a long title, but you can find it on there too, which yeah. is wild to me. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys got to, you have to check yeah, that Mystery out. Mystery Decoded Spirit Squad. We got to check that out. Yeah, because I don't know about seances. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, here's the thing with seances. I know that's like a scary word and yes. I, I completely understand. But a seance technically is just conjuring up spirits. And that's what you do in a reading when you're doing like mediumship readings mm-hmm. and stuff. So to ease people into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, mo- I've done a bunch of seances. No one's ever been scratched other than that one time. And I think yeah. to be fair, like both Sarah and Brittany literally kept saying out loud that they wanted something to happen to them. So yes. it was almost yeah. like they were just so open to it that like, yeah. like the spirits heard them. Essentially. Yeah. They're like, all right, cool. I'm going to scratch the girl. And it happened. So. <laughs> you tried to drag her um, and then they couldn't get a hold of her. And so yeah. left with a scratch is what was happening. <laughs> well, and, and this wasn't recorded. So if you do watch that scene, what was also just creepy about this whole experience, and for at least for me, because it was like, whoa, how powerful the spirit was. Yeah. So the story goes is that there's a woman in this house. Her name is Espiritu, and she basically was a Chumash um, indigenous woman mm. who the land did belong to her family, and she actually got married by this man who wanted her land and, well, her family's land, so he married her, got the land, and when he died, he was like, Girl, bye. You're not going to get this house. And I'm oh, not leaving wow. you anything. Oh, I'm only leaving wow. ten grand. So it was between her and the city. I think the city of their state trying to like they were fighting with that land. And she's like, no, like this is still my land. And um, when she finally got, like, I guess um, when she finally won the case, the court case, she died a couple of days after the fact or something like that. Shortly thereafter. Oh, that's sad. So yeah, it's very sad. And so that woman is very much there. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were filming, we did the sounds in her room. Ooh. And yeah, Ooh. so <laughs> it was interesting because it's it's been said that she does not like men in her room. Ooh. So oh, um, wow. we did the seance. I was like sweating. I was like, so to, again, to answer your point, I was like just so nervous because there's yeah. people watching. Exactly. Right. So I was like, nothing's happening in the seance. What's happening? Like usually we get something. Is it because people are here? What's going on? Did I do something wrong? Yeah. And Immediately, I felt her like tap my shoulder and it was like, they need to get out of the room. Like I felt her like they need to get out of the room, meaning the men. Yes. And we did not get this in recording, but I wish we did. And but if you ever speak to those people, hopefully one day we can do something. But they like they I said they don't she doesn't want men in this room. And when they left and Brittany and Sarah as my witness, the REM pod started going off. The everything went off. Wow. Every all the equipment in the room started going off the minute they left the room. Oh, that's incredible! Um, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I want to ask you because you mentioned your husband. Now, him being a psychic, were you? Do you guys come to that at the same type of? You know, did he was he already a psychic when you met him? Is that how you met him, or you know, what's that story? Yeah. Um, and this one also sounds kind of loony bin too, but this is the fun of why I'm telling the story. <laughs> um, 
So I met him at the psychic development circle and okay. I, the minute that I met him, I knew that was my husband. It was really weird. Oh, wow. It was not, it was not rainbows and lollipops though. Cause I was friend zoned for like three years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was also already a psychic and we were friends for three years, but through each time it was weird for three years. I was like, I feel like that's still my husband and I feel crazy. Oh, that's interesting. Um, not even boyfriend. You went straight to husband, <laughs> not even yeah, like was, relationship. You're like, no, that's the one. But it wasn't like, it wasn't like, okay, yeah, that's the one I'm going to pursue him. And like, yeah. no, it was like, is that my husband? Yeah. Like it was you've like the, seen wow. like a past life type, type feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. And I remember this one time and like, so he tried to talk to me for many weeks and then like, but as like a friend, cause like he knew everybody there, mm -hmm. he had been doing it a lot longer than I was. And I just avoided him because I was like, I know it's going to happen. No way. Like that's that, that I'm not ready for that. Yeah. And, um, I also had gone out of a seven year relationship. Okay. So I was like, this is, I went from a seven year relationship to random dude that I just met here. My husband, what? what's yeah, going on here? Exactly. Um, and I remember this one time, like, I think like, so we were friends and I did, he did know how I felt like he, so to be honest, like he knew that I had that vision and it scared oh, him off, yeah. <laughs> which wow. fair, like so fair. Come on. Like, I don't blame him for that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, like it was, it was an interesting thing because like on the third year he, we had a fallout. We didn't talk for like five months and he like came back into my life and he was like, yeah, you're the one. Like this is it. And then oh. within that same year, we got like he moved in with me. We got engaged, and yeah, it was just the weirdest. Wow, that's that's yeah. very interesting. Um, do you know if he had that same feeling, or eventually, because you know how you have you ever been regressed or anything like that to where you know went to into yeah. a past life and all that good stuff? Yeah, I had done so. Actually, it was interesting because he was supposed to go to the past life regression thing that we did at the psychic circle and he didn't go to that one, but I did. Oh, okay. So I had been doing that for a while. And then, yeah, it was just an interesting thing. I don't think he's ever done a past life regression, hmm. but it. I think like those five months that we weren't talking, like he said he just woke up one day and he was like, I'm dumb. Like that's the person supposed to be with. Like he, it was just like he woke up and he was like, no, that's the person I'm supposed to be with. And then yeah. it just... Yeah, it was interesting. Wow. But to be fair, like he was going through his own journey of like, because even though he had been doing the psychic circle, he was like, I, I can't tap into my abilities. Like I keep trying and trying and I just, oh. I'm having a block. Mm -hmm. So whereas like he was seeing other people in the circle, like, like you said, I just like, bam, they just like, they're so good. And he was like, what is up with my journey? And, um, yeah, so it was interesting. It's just an interesting, and this is what I'm saying, like psychic mediumship and whether you're a psychic or a medium, everyone has their own journeys and just yeah. one day just clicks like, oh my God, like this, I'm hearing, I'm receiving these messages. Exactly. No, that's, yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, that's good that, you know, you actually <laughs> went to the meetups and all of this. I mean, think about it though. All the things that have came from, you know, you actually going and doing this, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's incredible. It's incredible. Um, Meet up better sponsor me. Just kidding. <laughs> my husband. I got my job. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you, you kind of have a point though, because I mean, I don't think a lot of people know. I mean, you know, it's, it's it's for instance, it's like having that ability, you know, and kind of knowing you have something poking and prodding at you, if you will, but you don't really know where can I go to kind of figure this out or yeah. help guide me through this. So, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. There's a yeah. lot of books that um, people have 
um, different, um, you know, mediumships as far as the, you know, people and psychics who write books just to try to help people, you know, um, tap into their, their ability. And, um, and again, learning from a book and someone there with you and guiding yeah, that's you through what I was say. is yeah, totally different. Like- Having somebody right in front of you is way different, I feel like. So. Yeah. I mean, can I just add, too, that, like, so my biggest pet peeve, I'm just going to say it because it's not how I learned. I hate the answer. When people ask people in this space, how did you learn to do what you do? And then people say, Google it. It's my biggest pet peeve because <laughs> oh, it's simply wow, yeah. not true. It <laughs> yeah. is not wow. true. Like, I'm glad you, you, you at least said books. But yeah. I hate when people say, well, I don't know, Google it. Like, if you go online, you'll find court girl by. Like, it's yeah, really mm-hmm. not like that. It's yeah. like, for me, yeah, I, I use the internet, but that was like maybe 1% of it. Yeah. The rest was like, okay, I've, I'm online. There's this meetup and, <clears throat> excuse me, and there's this course mm-hmm. or these psychic circles. Let me show up. And so when I tell people now, it's like, yeah, get a book. Yeah, that's helpful. Don't go online. Get a, get a book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, because especially nowadays, there's just so much media. We're so heavily oh, consumed sure. in like mm-hmm. just uh, like bias, right? Yeah. It, it, to be honest, like it's we're we're in an age where yeah, there's so much accessibility to research, but it's very biased, right? Mm-hmm. So what does it look like when you take yourself and remove yourself? You have to actually experience it now for yourself to really just like. Does this resonate with you? So I always tell people, get off the internet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, go, search search for like a local occult shop, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. I just moved out here to, well, about a year and a half ago, I moved out to like LA County. I'll just say LA County. Okay. Yeah, so right, 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 um, right. It's so yeah. big. But where I moved, I went online and I like searched the nearest like occult shop or I drove around to see if I could find like, you know, like, a, you know, a crystal shop, witch shop, whatever. Why? Because most of these shops are going to have people that clearly they, they've they been doing this long enough to have a business and a running business on top of that, right? Yes. Like a mm-hmm. business where clients trust them. Yeah. Yes. And on top of that, most of the time, these spaces are going to have a community already there uh, that already do tarot card readings, are having classes, all kinds of stuff. So that's my biggest advice for people. Get off the internet. Go find your local witch shop, crystal shop. Ask them what's going on in your community. Support your local shop. Support specialists in your local area. You're going to learn way more with people in a community than Googling something. (laughs) Exactly. No, that's that's amazing because um, how, you know, you even came on the show and how we're talking. I needed to hear exactly what you just said. And you don't even know why or anything about that. But I needed to hear exactly what you just said. And I'll tell you that off air. But uh, okay. yeah, so that's that's pretty amazing um, that, that yeah. you said that. So interesting. Yeah. And like, you know, sorry, I don't mean to go on about this, but I forgot to mention when I found the local occult shop, uh, it was actually Mystic Dylan's shop that I found. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, he was a, yeah, he was a pair pot. And um, I kept seeing him everywhere. And I'm like, yeah. I keep seeing this dude. I yeah. like him though. I keep seeing him. He's so nice. Yeah. And now I have my psychic circles at his shop. So, I mean, oh, that's yeah. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That is so awesome. <laughs> so, let's get into a little bit of um, you know, uh, your scariest moments as far as, you know, becoming an investigator and actually going to these places cuz you've gone to a, a, quite a few now though, right? You've pretty yeah. much racked up a lot. So, um, what I wouldn't say what's the most haunted. I don't really mean in that vein. 
I mean yeah. more of so what really scared you to where it's like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, oh gosh. Well, let me get a water because Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That and that water itself is uh, hilarious. Is is that the water? Is that the evil water? Liquid. The the guy who is is that the water well, that's, though? Yeah, that's yeah, that's what the they say. Death. I don't. It's not. It's not necessarily evil, but yeah, that's no. That's what yeah, they, he yeah, like yeah, yeah. he does mm-hmm. a little thing. Somebody sent me that link, and I was like, "What is right. happening with this water?" Yeah, I, I think I, I think and, I was the one who sent you that. Yeah, I saw that on Instagram. Wait, I'm gonna but, have to look. You have to send some of this to me because now yeah, I'm I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah I'll send it's, it's I, yeah, I don't I don't remember the, the exact details, but it's something about um he prays over the water. Yeah, he prays over the water with something, and so that's why they call it the liquid death or something to that extent but um i forget but i will send it to you though yeah, yeah. i'll send it to you okay uh, and i don't know if it's real or not though so <laughs> you know, i'm about to, like, I'm about it's to like spray myself talk- with hex water or something I think it's publicity but you know it's like what you're talking about you got to get off the internet you know like yeah. who knows could be, um, could be but. <laughs> i'm like yeah i'm like um so now i need to spray myself with like <laughs> some good juju uh okay <laughs> that's too um, but, funny so, yeah, the scariest stuff. Okay, so honestly, like, okay, so I have a few, but the one thing that, like, I people get asked me this, too, is, like, my first scary experience. And I think my first is one of the scariest ones because, and I'll tell you why, <laughs> it, it was something that happened to me when I was a kid. Mm. And I didn't realize how creepy it was until I was much older and I was actually starting to believe into, like, the paranormal. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have those experiences. But then the second scariest was the Myrtle's Plantation. Oh, <laughs> um, goodness. So, like, I don't know if I could ever spend the night there. Um, so, I don't know. I guess, like, I'll start with the Myrtle's Plantation because okay. it's definitely a place where people, you know, they do tours there. You can't take photos. Um, there's, mm. like, the famous haunted mirror there. So... Um, and, and, and I'll be, I'll say this too, before I begin the story, supposedly like the stories that is told during the tours at the Myrtle's plantation have not been confirmed true, I guess. So there's like Mm. some controversy on that. I don't know. But what I do know is I did experience hauntings there. So whatever. (laughs) Um, and it's a plantation. I mean, point blank Mm -hmm. plantation. You're going to just, just in general. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And and anyway, but I know I'm getting off tangent with like all the stuff here. But anyway, so when I first arrived there, I thought I saw people hanging from the tree. And keep in mind that I was actually excited to go here. Like I was excited. Like <laughs> I so would turn wasn't... around and run. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah, saying. Well, I'm, I'm just so saying. This, no, this is what happened. So my husband's like, okay, I have to take you here because I went here years ago. And I just, I'm curious to see what you pick up on this place. Mm-hmm. So we go. And I'm actually just excited because... It's one of those things where I've never been to the South and I I like architecture. Like I like seeing how things, you know, how things were built and yeah, you know, in general, right. like that's just a fascinating thing for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, obviously pay my respects to that because it's still a plantation and I always feel bad. And it's just like people getting married at plantations, just cringe. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's why I say pay Teach my respects. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here we are, I get to the plantation and I'm like, cool, this is going to be my first plantation. Uh, you know, this is, I, I just, I, I can't imagine, right? Well, we get there and I'm like, what is on the tree? And my husband's like, what? What do you mean? I'm like, what's that on the tree? And I'm like panicking. And he's like, what? I'm like, isn't that a person? And he's like, no, I don't see anything. So I start to have like a panic. Like I literally have like this whole panic attack moment. 
And so he takes me across the street. So across the street, there's like a mini gas station. So we get water, I get some snacks and I'm like trying to calm down. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I thought I saw something hanging from the tree. We want to hear from you, our loyal listeners. To be a part of our show, call our Strange Darkness Radio hotline at 916-741-3032 or email us at strangedarknessradio at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at strangedarkness underscore radio, Twitter at SD Radio, and Facebook at Strange Darkness Radio to join our ever-growing Strange Darkness Radio family. Stay connected with us and keep the mystery alive. Welcome back to Strange Darkness Radio. Before the break, we were discussing some fascinating topics with our special guest, Stephanie Strange. So then we like go back because we're about to miss our tour time. So we walk through and there's a room that they take you and supposedly there's like handprints that show up on the bed, like just random, like as if someone was putting their hands you know, wait on there. Yeah. Well, okay. So everyone's like really close to, like close to the guide and the bed. I'm like the last person. I'm by the door. No one's behind me. My husband's like trying to take a close look at the, at the bed. Well, okay. So I felt like someone yanked my ear and there's no one behind me. And, um, what was interesting is that the tour guide was talking about how Chloe, she's like the famous spirit, um, She's a slave, spirit slave that like haunts the premise. Mm -hmm. And her ear got cut off because she was like caught eavesdropping. There's a whole story on that too. Yeah. And and you were standing in the doorway, you said too? Yeah, by the door. Like it was closed behind me. And I was like, what the heck? Like what? And I know it wasn't my husband. Also, he doesn't prank me like that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So I was like, what happened? And anyway, so then... We do, we, we leave that room. We go to like the, the psychic room. So people feel all kinds of energy there. Apparently they did seances there. Again, I don't know the whole truth of this tour. I mean, I had somebody, I told the story at Parapod and someone was like, her stories were, these stories were confirmed. So, okay. Uh, so that's why I'm being very careful with the story <laughs> oh, now. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, but they, people had, they claim that people have fainted there and all kinds of stuff. Well, I saw a shadow person um, in that room. So what happened is- wow. The tour guide has his back against like this fireplace and a mirror, not the famous haunted mirror, just like a mirror. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling just so uncomfortable. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm having anxiety because he said people faint in this room. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I start backing away from the crowd of people and I look up at the mirror and I see like a shadow person get up and just like walk away. Wow. And I'm like, is no one seeing this? Am <laughs> I just seeing things? Like what is Ooh. happening? So I'm trying to calm down. My husband sees me he's like what is up with her she looks so scared yeah so then we get to like the the front of the the front of the house now allegedly it's been said that the owner of the house got shot he opened the door he used to be an abraham lincoln supporter and he like crawled up the stairs and died or something like that Mm -hmm. well in that room before i even knew any of that again i kept experiencing things before i knew what was in that room so i'm feeling like a piercing pain through my chest like a piercing like like, like a, I don't know, like sharp pain. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this doesn't feel like anxiety, um, but I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, and then he starts talking happened? about how, yeah, he's like, so this is a room where this guy got shot. I'm like, no, wow. we need to get out of this room. We need to get out of this room. 
So that was the most I was ever messed with. And like, keep in mind that like, I think it was like the night before we had gone, was it the night before? Well, either way, but we had done an investigation. That was like the trip that I did, like that group, like investigation behind the voodoo shop. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I mean, yeah, I was scared in that place, but not nowhere near the Myrtle's plantation. It didn't feel anything like that. We were in the French quarter too. So I think like that, that's different than like the plantation, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, the Myrtle's plantation though is, is kind of, I don't know. It's, it's heavy energy for sure. Wow. Yeah. Would, would you go CJ to the, the plantation? <laughs> Ooh. Um, you, <laughs> you know what? I, 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 I probably would yeah, honestly, would just because I, I, I would like to, you know, experience those kind of things and, just have that, like, what would I, how would I react? Yeah. You know what I mean? In that, in that regard. So I probably would go. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you guys ever hear about like, okay, so was it a year and a half ago almost, but basically like this couple had stayed, they, they um were using Airbnb and they had stayed in that little, like this little shack. And I forgot their, what the actual technical term is called, mm-hmm. but this is where they used to put slaves in. Like I think it's just during, a slave quarters. I think something like that. Is, it looks like a small little like wooden shack. Yeah. They were like, yeah. So apparently like somebody converted that into an Airbnb. And so this couple that was staying there, they had no knowledge of of that, of what it was. Wow. So, so then like this couple, they made like a TikTok video on it. And like this lawyer who lives in, I think he lives in new Orleans and he might've had, he was black. And Mm -hmm. he was like, he like reacted to that video. He goes, guys, this is what they kept slaves in. Mm -hmm. And, for you guys to experience that energy, he's like, I'm not even going to go there with that. But this is a, this is something that's monumental. And like, yeah. this is something like not monumental, but it's like historical and it's, it's, it's tragic. And you guys don't even know what you're staying in. And so because he made a big deal, which rightfully so, right. um, then like Airbnb had it now, they have to now release that information. So like, if you are li- literally making people stay in things like that, like a plantation, I think it's like a plantation or anything mm-hmm. like that, you have to put it in your Airbnb. You have to disclose that. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's Isn't that wild. interesting? Yeah. So that that's is like, very interesting. Yeah. You don't mess with plantations and their energy. <laughs> nope. Nope. No. Nope. Exactly. If, if I go, I'd visit, but definitely not staying overnight. Let alone oh, no. See, no, court. I'm not staying at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm like, I, I couldn't. I'm like, I was over. No oh, CJ, you're, you're okay. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Not stay the night. No way. Uh-uh. <laughs> not, not me. No. Um, so another, another one of the, oh, oh, actually you were going to tell their, your childhood story too, right? Oh yeah. So yeah. Okay. So when I was like really young, I don't, I always forget how old I was, but I was living in Minnesota and, um, my sister, so this is like before anyone had cell phones, like they do now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so my sister used to work at a Chuck E. Cheese, like about 45 minutes away, like far, far, we'll just say far. And, um, I was on the second floor with my other sister. Her name is Dahlia. And she was cleaning out the closet. We shared a a bedroom. So me and my two sisters shared a bedroom together. And they were 10 years older than me, though. And they are. And um, so I was getting ready to go to bed. My sister's in the closet, like, cleaning up the closet. We had the window open because my dad was like, we can't afford air conditioning. So you guys need to have the window open. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we hear my sister, who wasn't there, shout my name three times. Like, uh, so I turned to look at my sister, Dahlia, and we're both like, did you hear that? Yeah. And my sister's like, yeah. And her eyes got really big. So we like walked over to the window. There was, it was like pitch darkness. No one was out there. 
So we go downstairs. Her car isn't in front of the house. It's not in the driveway. It's not in the garage. Her car's nowhere to be found. Um, it was just the weirdest thing ever. So we, I was freaking out because I'm like, well, what if something happened to her? So we called her job. And again, people don't like people in my TikTok have asked this question and I'll answer it. But it's like you have to call someone's job because we don't have a cell phone. <laughs> you are funny. So. Okay, let wait, wait, wait. We have to do a disclosure. That's um, funny. Stephanie, you look like you're 18. So I'm saying <laughs> when people see you, they don't even correlate. Like, what is she talking yeah. about? There was no cell phone. Whatever yeah. she's talking about probably happened like three months ago. So, <laughs> so and I am not joking, people. I am not joking. <laughs> well, thank you, though. I'll, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> That's funny. So this was in the 90s. So like 1998, right? Or yeah. 2000 at most. Um, but yeah, so it's not like we had cell phones, smartphones or anything like that. Plus, mm-hmm. we were too poor to like even afford like a recorder if yeah. needed. Like right. those things were like fancy back in the day. Yeah. So um, anyway, so here I was and we called her job. Because I'm panicking. I think my sister's playing a prank on me. My sister's like, I'm not playing a prank on you. Like, I'm just as worried as you are. So we call her job. Her boss answers the phone. Because again, you know, who's going to answer a work phone? It's probably the manager on site at a Chuck Mm -hmm. E. Cheese. So he's like, is it a family emergency? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) I I I need to talk to her make sure she's okay. So, (laughs) So he hands the phone over to her and she was cleaning the bathrooms. She was so upset that we called her because she wanted to get out of there. So she's like, why are you guys calling me? What's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, have you left work? She's like, no. Wow. <laughs> so um, I, till this day, we never knew who did that. But then fast forward, I start getting, you know, doing stuff on TikTok. Me and my sister do a live together and we start talking about that house. Well, it turns out that she thought my sister was calling her name three times. Oh. Oh, whoa. So I heard my name. She heard her name. I never heard Stephanie and Dahlia or Dahlia. No, I heard Stephanie three times. She heard Dahlia three times. But Mm. in our sister's voice. Wow. And like, sorry. No, was was that house known to be haunted or anything? Or you guys ever, other than that event, have anything happen at that particular house before? Yeah. So then like, okay, so when we were talking like on this live, we start talking about the house and everything. And like, so she disclosed to me because again, she was, she was a teenager. I think she, well, no, she was 18 at the time, I think at least okay. 18. And that's always get like, how old was I? Because I know she was <laughs> older than 18. Yeah. <laughs> we're 10 years. But um, anyway, so she said that she remembers that when they were signing, like my dad was signing the paperwork to the house, it had like the blueprints and the floor that we were on actually wasn't like a second floor. It was like an added on. It used to be like an attic that they expanded. Oh, so it. like, that's why parts of the house looked really weird. And I remember that I felt so drawn to like this little, like creepy, like part of the, the second floor that looked like the attic. Like, it was very dark, had creaky floors. It was very dusty, but I put all my toys in there. Mm-hmm. Well, my sister always thought that was really creepy. And she had a dream that there was a man in, in that room with me. And he was like, telling her that he was going to take me well so then i'm like well what did the man look like because i remember this creepy dream when i was a kid it was a nightmare and i remember i remember it because it it just scared me so much that i refused to go to the basement for many months and i had a dream that there was a man in the basement and he was in the unfinished room waiting for me and i was like where's where's santos so that that was my stepbrother i'm like where's santos and he was just like, oh, he he's not here. I'm here, though. And like, I'm going to take you or something like that. It was like really weird 
And like, I don't know, I guess I had to revisit that memory with my sister because I'm like, wait, what happened again? Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. But yeah, and I, I think we both described the same man. Like he had like light brown hair, I think. And he had like, but was he, was it plaid? I have to ask her again. But we were mm-hmm. both like, this sounds really creepy and similar. Yeah, and, that does. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know. Like it's, again, it's sometimes like <clears throat> interesting because I'm kind of curious and this is just a general, like a statement in general. Like, I'm yeah. curious about the people that are skeptical and like non-believers that might have had a weird experience, and if they revisit it through a different lens. Yes, if they're not, <laughs> yeah. Because the thing is, they end up brushing it off as you know, oh, this, you know, it was, yeah, you know, this, that, and the other. But um, I, also, I also think that's easier for people too. Sometimes, you know oh, what I mean? Sure. To just be like, oh, it was that, and that's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because like I brush it off as like, okay, Mister played a prank on me. But yeah. then I started doing TikToks. I'm like, actually, let's talk about this. And yeah. she's still, she's like, no, I, it's not a prank. It <laughs> right. happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's interesting. That is very. So one of the, uh, from what I understand, one of the other places that you investigated was the Creel House from Stranger Things. That's. Yeah. Yeah. So was that before or after the taping? Um. After. So okay. actually. So my co-host Blair, she's she's awesome. She's actually um, a documentary. She, well, she's a filmmaker, so she mm. documents things, and she she's had her she's done a lot of cool stuff, and she knows a lot of people in the film industry. And so when um, they had a they had like a film festival going on in Rome, Georgia, which mm. I didn't even know Rome, Georgia existed, but yeah, me neither. <laughs> so I looked up where the, the house was. <laughs> yes, yes, it's it's cool though. If you ever have the opportunity to be in Georgia. Make the drive up there. It's it's really pretty. And uh, we got to do an investigation in the theater, the DeSoto Theater and the Creel House. Oh, cool. So for the film festival, the this couple, they were selling the house. And um, they I guess they just wanted to, I don't know, I don't know. But it was a beautiful house. I don't know why they would sell it, but whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but because of the film festival, um, they were doing tours. So they're allowing people to see the house and, uh, you know, they had a couple of like Stranger Things, like little memorabilia and stuff. But um, anyway, they allowed us to go there and uh, after they were done doing the tours and do a quick little mini investigation there and see if we can pick up anything. Wow. And um, yeah, so I think we're like, we're probably going to be the only people to ever do anything like that, to be honest, because the house has been sold. Oh, and, yeah. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. When we went there, it was like this beautiful gothic decor. The One of the owners, he was an antique collector. So he bought a lot of antiques, but they were scared, by the way. Like they didn't, they didn't want to, they were hoping we didn't catch anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was, it was wild because, and it's on the um, snarled, youtube.com slash snarled YouTube page or something scary. If you look that up, it's there mm-hmm. too. But um, anyway, so we had the K2Meter and a Poulter script and it was it, it, for me. It was just such a phenomenal experience because on the first floor, I didn't feel anything. I mean, yeah, I felt like comforting energy. And for context, when I feel like things are comfortable, I feel like that's like very like either super nice, like very quiet, very shy spirit. So even if they're there, they probably didn't want to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I went upstairs, and you're not allowed to go into the bedrooms. They had a rope, but you can okay. look, you can see from the from the entrance, but you can't go in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the black couch caught my attention. Like I just felt like something was grabbing my attention and I felt something there, but I couldn't go in the room. So I was like, okay, whatever, you know? 
So I walked back downstairs and the owner was like, did you feel anything? I hope not. <laughs> and I'm like, well, there's a couch upstairs. And he's he stopped and he's like, the black one? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, wow. And he goes, well, we just received that couch like less than a week ago. Oh, no. The previous owner, <laughs> he's like, the previous owner passed away. Ooh. And... um her final request was that mm. the original furniture were to remain back into this house if we sell it. So I was like, what? And he goes, yeah. He's like, so you didn't get anything with the chairs around it, did you? I'm like, no. I'm like, the chairs? No, it was oh, a couch. Man. And he said that what was creepy is that the couch, and I think you can kind of see it in the in the video, they were black too. They're, it actually felt like it was a set, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um. So... Um, when we he allowed us to go in the room though, so we brought the K two meter. I brought my Pulitzer script, and I like put the K two meter, and I said, if there's like a if there's a portal on this couch, or if there's anything attached to it, can you like show us a sign? And like Blair was freaking out because like right when I said that, it like beat, like oh, like it's wow. yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a trip. So, yeah. So one quick question: What's the Pulitzer script? So the Poulter script is basically um, like an ovulus. And so uh, an ovulus, and if people don't know that, it's like, I kind of say it's like a spirit box, but not. Mm. So it's like receiving text messages. It's like receiving text messages from a spirit, if you will. (laughs) So it uses like energy, um, the electric magnetic fields around to generate words. And supposedly that's supposed to like generate words that a spirit is trying to say. So, um, yeah, we got some cool stuff with that too. But I remember the K2 meter was like the creepy part. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. if there's anything here, flash and it boom, right? Yeah, right away. Uh, right away. Wow. Yeah. And the fact that like I just felt that couch, I was like, that's the couch. There's something with that couch. And yeah. when we got there, I'm like, oh, yep, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably, that's awesome. She's probably sitting there. Like, yeah, she's probably sitting there chilling. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, what are you doing here? Why are you putting the K2 meter on my couch? (laughs) That that is too funny. That's too funny. Yeah, so I told the owner and I said, yeah, you know, I don't think your house is like haunted or anything like that. But I definitely feel like there's attachments to the items, but definitely the couch. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go like sage the couch after he started freaking. I was like, I'm going to sage the couch. I don't want anything. (laughs) Yeah. He, he's probably had his own experience too with the yeah. couch. I'm assuming. Maybe, yeah. Who knows? We'll never know because now they moved. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, unless he took the couch. <laughs> but um, do you do antiquing? Are, are you okay with taking, you know, um, you know, objects or things, whatever that people have, you know, have stories or backstories to them? Are you into that or what? Um, I mean, yes. But also, like, not, like, there's people that take it to a different level, which is, I guess, each their own. Like, um, you know, I know that there's people that collect human hair from, like, the Victorian age. Yeah, like, I've I've seen people online that do that, which is, again, to each their own. I more or less, I kind of, like, when I do antique, I collect items that I really like, right? So Mm -hmm. I found a poison, a poison apple cup. That was like, this is cool. You know, like, I don't, there's nothing. (laughs) Yeah. But then like the Mickey doll was kind of a weird story because that was at a used comic book and toy shop. And I, 
this doll was being sold for $10, but if you go online, they're sold for like 150 or more. Um, so this so, person was trying to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, it was like, <laughs> what? what? Okay. But the thing is, like, out of all the toys in the room, this one didn't have a tag in the little bin. Yeah. But all the other ones did. And um, I didn't even notice it was a Mickey thing. I just saw, like, the butt of the 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 doll. Yeah. But it, I felt like something tapped my head. And then, like, I looked and it was that. And I was like, what? What do you want me to do with this? And I pull it out. I'm like, oh, there's something attached to this. Oh, um, wow. So I walked up to the cashier. I'm like, how much is this doll? And he's like, I don't know. Let me ask the owner. And the owner is like, uh, $10. Just take it. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That but, is um, too funny. And so yeah. then for more, for more context, that's that, that it, it's the spirit is Johnny, right? Yes. Johnny. It's attached to Mickey, the Mickey doll. Okay. Yeah. And did you feel anything when you, you know, grabbed the doll or was more like just, you know, intuition as far as you know or just happenstance meaning what is this is you know or do you think something actually you know wanted you to 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 grab it i think something wanted me to grab it um because again i've i've gone i go to a lot of antique places yeah and that's also part of just me like going to haunted places too it's like the same thing as like what can i feel what can i pick up on it's it's like my own little game right like what can i pick up on today and Another example of that, I went to the Pasadena antique shop and there's this content creator. Her name is Kelsey Davies and she owns a doll now, but there was this doll that I kept looking at. I'm like, this thing is haunted. And I don't like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this energy right now. It's like very, very intimidating. And then later I'm like on Instagram and I see that she bought the doll. I'm like, oh my God. So it's like, (laughs) because she collects haunted things too. Right. Um, And so I don't know, for me, it's like kind of like a fun game when I go there of like, what can I pick up on? Like, what can I... You know, but I don't really buy a lot of antique things, but I like going to it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because it's just it's fun for me, at least in that respect. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have a diary from the 1930s and that was Ooh. wild. Um, It's in the garage, That's though. Cool. Yeah, it's it's very. um, And I know people are like, why would you buy a diary? It's like, well, because the spirit was upset that it's on eBay and it doesn't want right. people <laughs> reading its diary oh you so. got it from ebay or 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 what where did you get it where did you get the diary from uh so it wasn't like suggestions on ebay of like uh here's like a diary from the 1930s and i kept looking at the image i'm like i feel sadness so i bought it because i felt bad i'm like maybe i can like bury it somewhere or oh, that's, that's like pretty awesome yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah. a trip you felt the energy through like the web basically that's that's interesting Yeah, well, okay, so part of, like, developing my skills, we used to do these exercises, like the name game. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. But it's, like, the idea that, like, when people give their name, you feel their energy. So, Mm. like, has has someone ever told you about, like, a friend or someone they're dating? You're like, oh, I don't, you know, they're talking about this person. And I'm like, the minute they say their name, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, (laughs) it's kind of more or less, like, I feel it as opposed to telling them. But, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're not going to tell them, like, oh, Samantha seems like a jerk, but you're like, oh, you said Samantha. And now I'm kind of like, I don't know how I feel. <laughs> right. Um, so the same idea applies to, like, photos because, like, photos have energy of, like, your essence in them, right? Mm. So, like, names and pictures and all that, like, you can sense that. Um, or even just, like, looking at somebody, you can, like, at least somewhat have an idea of their essence, right? And, yeah. and mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's supernatural. I think it's just in general, like, body language stuff. Exactly. But, um. 
But yeah, so like I, I have felt energy through photos and we've done exercises in the circle too with that, which has been really fun. But um, yeah, so for me, it was just like, oh, I feel sadness. And when we received the diary, my husband like immediately started saying things like, we need to read a Bible before we open this book. I'm like, what? You're scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> and so we we read like a passage of the Bible, which again, I'm not like religious and yeah. I've never done that. And we opened up like the first like page and it the the diary essentially is this person logging the times they went to church, oh, um, oh. how they wanted to travel, yeah, to Europe because they were they were like really religious. Um and this is all from the 1930s. So that yeah. was creepy that my husband's like, we need to read the Bible before we like open yeah, it up. Yeah, he kind of picked and up I was on like, it. Yeah. That's I was like, interesting. Wow. what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Do you guys do that as far as, um, you know, being both being psychics, as far as he picks up some, uh, picks up on something that, and, that, and then you pick up on the same thing or vice versa, meaning you're like, no, I'm not getting anything, you know, at all. But he's like, no, I'm, you know, th- I'm getting all of this. You know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, this person is talking to me or this is what's happening. And you're like, nope, I'm not picking it. I'm not getting it. Yeah. Um, I think we take turns to be honest. Like sometimes I, I like to use the word like generating in a battery, like, so one person will be the battery and the other person is generating that energy, I feel oh, like. Oh, nice. Um, and that's happened in our psychic circles too, where like someone's just like doing all the readings for everybody in that circle and yeah. someone else is feeling drained. I'm like, okay, that person is generating, that person's a battery. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just like a thing that I've noticed over time. But like, yeah, my husband, like with the diary, it's like, I didn't pick up anything. Yeah, right. And he's like, yeah, the Bible. And then like, he started like getting so like alert. He's like, I'm seeing this woman. He started describing her. And I was like, I'm not getting anything right now with this, with this diary. So like, yeah, we we definitely have moments where like, he's like receiving all these downloads or we both like receive, we both like receive different downloads at the same time, mm-hmm. but like a conversation. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That, that, is, that is very interesting. So, um, how often do you guys do, um, your, your podcast on YouTube? Um, or is it only on YouTube? Cause you know, but it's on like Spotify and iTunes scary and podcast, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't do content with my husband right now. Yeah. Um, just cause he's just so, he's so busy, but we would love to do something together eventually. Right now we're both doing the psychic circle, Okay. but for, for something scary, um, something scary is on everything right now. It's on Apple or podcasts, Spotify. It's managed by Studio Seventy One right now, so which is really cool. Like they, yeah. they're they're an amazing. They've done a lot of great stuff. Um, and they basically the format of the show is that there's a couple of stories that my co-host Blair will read, and then the last story of the podcast I read, and then that goes into the YouTube. It gets converted to an animation and it gets posted on the YouTube uh, yeah, space. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I, I, I mm-hmm. was checking that out or whatever. It's it's really it's really creepy too. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah, just was, the animation and the way the the way you, uh, they animate it, it's it's pretty cool. It, it it's amazing. Yeah, it's a it's a legacy channel. It's it so it was actually the idea um, was started by Sapphire Sandalo. So she currently has her own stuff 
It's called Stories with Sapphire. Mm-hmm. So she was the animator, narrator, and um, originally she was like the first on Something Scary. And she's actually somebody that I call my friend. She's amazing. Yeah. And um, so she went off and did her own thing. And then they had another narr- narrator. Her name is Marquia. And she was narrating it, but she was solely just narrating it. So yeah. after Sapphire left, they kind of have their own animators and um, hosts. So they've had different animators, which they're all amazing. I love all mm-hmm. the animations that have been on that channel. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> really cool. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's you, you and Blair have been doing it for, is it like 50 episodes now? Or is it a little more than that? Yeah, 50 episodes. Right. Um, so I think I th- want to say we probably hit our year mark. Yeah, I think we've been there for a, about, we've been hosting for about a year. Oh, okay. okay. Now, I think a little over a year. So, yeah, it's really cool. Um, you know, I think that what's awesome is that with each host, we all have a different, you know, voice narration. And it's actually, it was supposed to be a series for, to uplift women and women of color. I mean, Sapphire Filipino, Marquia was a black woman and I'm Latina. So I feel like they've had different types of representation on the channel. And even the stories are also very much like folklore around the world. Mm -hmm. Like I remember that like one of the stories that got my attention was the cursed, uh, a cursed scary film in Egypt. It was like one of the first scary films ever released out there. And I mean, I need to like do my research on it. But when I was reading the script, apparently they thought the 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 film was cursed that like because apparently they hired like a real like uh, like a, a witch, a, oh, a guy wow. that was a witch. And yeah. I think he did like one of the incantations wrong or something like that. So like he disappeared. And then like I think something bad happened to the like the the guy that produced and did the whole film. So it was really weird. There's yeah, like a whole thing creepy. on that. But. Yeah, so they have like they they try to do stories that are not commonly told, and it's like in different parts of the world. So each story is at least rooted in a location that isn't like the United States. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. So on your TikTok, um, how often do you do you um, do your you know video post for TikTok? Um, so I used to post every day, like Ooh, every day I was work. posting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, but recent times I've taken a little bit of a break only because I really want to start rolling out with like my live streaming. So I've been streaming a lot and I've been doing scary stories on my live streams on TikTok oh, cool. mm-hmm. that people really like. So I've been focusing on that, which is a lot of fun because it's not like, you know, scripting, editing, and posting. It's yeah, more it's of like interactive and all yeah. that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, I've, I've tried to post at least three times a week. Um, but I was posting like every day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That that's a lot. That's that's a lot. Yeah, it, it was a lot. And like I did different things too. So like I do like yeah, I do ghost stories. I I've done true crime. I've done just like, you know, pictures too, like is this a ghost picture type of thing? Yeah. So I do different formats on my um on my channel and because you know it's it's fun to give people a different variety of things. Oh yeah. no, for sure, for sure. TJ, any other questions? Um, no, I, I did actually. Well, yeah, I did see um, like you speaking on like the variety of topics that you have on TikTok. I saw that you were kind of talking about the Mandela effect with like the Darth <laughs> Vader, like Luke, I am your father. Like, are you into those type of things too? At you know, outside of like the paranormal stuff, like I guess conspiracy theories, if you will. 
Yeah, I mean, so I touched base on this in the the true crime panel for pair for the pair pod of like, what do we think of the word conspiracy? And like, mm-hmm. is it really all that bad? Or is it all just nonsense? And like, I do enjoy a very like light hearted, like conspiracy. And I take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Um, because there is a lot of like, stuff that's like, Okay, this is too far into the deep end, and I don't, I don't like flat Earth theory. Like, <laughs> right. you know, oh yeah, yeah, That's, you know, like yeah. But then you have like the what the Jeffrey Epstein stuff that was considered a conspiracy, and That's then that true. turned out to be true, like the ring of se- sex trafficking and pedophilia and all that stuff. Right. So yeah. like, That's true. I mean, technically, conspiracy falls into the category of things that people refuse to acknowledge, and all these people are doing is trying to seek truth to that. But it because it's so vague you fall into like the spectrum of like flat earth or Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Right. What is it? Right. Or like, you know, you have the whole theory of like, you know, 9-11 or whatever. Right. So it's like sometimes like some of these things are so fascinating because if we really think of like just the history of American government, can we trust them? Well, that's yeah. Question. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what fuels the whole conspiracy theory though. That's, you know, that's what fuels it. I mean, you go to the, you know, the like we just had uh, the UAP report come out in the last couple of days. And um, yeah. so there's questions about that. They're like, well, no, we can. OK, because of the lens, we, you know, you know, this <laughs> triangle is this. And then um, they show and then in the same breath, they show um, some silver object flying past um, a plane and the pilot is using his phone to capture it. And they're like, oh, but that we can't explain. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. right. You know, so, so yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard and to uh, believe them. It's so frustrating because, so in, in the, I think we were all there for like the Parapod, the mm-hmm. wards, right? Yeah. yeah. And you can feel the animosity and resentment from like the people who are part of the UFO community when they were giving speeches because like, in this day and age, as of right now, UAPs are considered a government threat. And it's something that this community has been voicing for many years yeah. of not just like not the threat part, but that like there's something to question. Mm-hmm. And people are like, you guys are crazy. But now that the government literally has said, yeah, it's a, it's a threat. No one's like no one's talking about it. You know, the people that were skeptical and making fun of the community, where are they? Like, I want to hear their thoughts, you know, and I understand that part of the thing, you know. Like why they would be resentful at that point. Yeah, it's a little bit <laughs> a little bit bittersweet for sure. Exactly. Yeah. That's very true. So um we're gonna wrap this up because I know it's been it's been a while and we don't <laughs> want to keep you too long. But I just wanted to ask you about skeptics. What what do you say when someone comes up to you and that whole thing and they ask for a reading and then um they're like, You didn't get anything right, you know, uh what do you say to those those people? I mean, I've been so lucky and like to not get those people. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, I've never had someone like, oh, you're fake. And yeah. um, but also too, like at the end of the day, like I was saying earlier, the whole thing of readings is to read the energy that that person is bringing. Right. I mean, I, I shared a story on Ghost Magnet about how I had a stalker who was Ooh. a client of mine and he was stalking a woman. Okay. And um, at first I didn't pick up that he was stalking her because I was really picking up on the dreams that he had of this woman. I'm like, wow, he's really into this woman. Like, okay. Yeah. But that was the energy he was bringing to the table. And then it wasn't until like, I think the second or third time that I was like, dude, this guy is stalking this woman. And I, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not about this. Yeah. And what I say to that is energy in itself is consensual. So like we all have things that baggage 
that we don't really want to share with people. Yeah. And as a psychic, you your job is to do consensual readings. Like what you're picking up is what that person is allowing you mm. to receive. And if you're doing more to wiggle your way through that, because we all have a wall, like we all have like in general, right? Like when you first meet someone, you are bringing the first impression face and that's the energy you're going to braid, right? Yeah. And when you start to get to know someone, you're like, wait a minute, whoever that person was when I first met you, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, yep. We're very complex human beings and it's not linear. So when I do readings, that person is coming to me and giving me what they want me to pick up on, like the energy. So I'm not going to pick up like some stuff that they really, they because at the end of the day, you put up, you're just as much as I'm going into your space and energy, you're also putting up a wall and allowing a door to open of what you want me to read. And that's the way I see it. Like we're connecting each other, but it doesn't mean I see everything in your life. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's that. Plus, I'm also a big believer that people have like spirit guides and all this stuff too and ancestral energy that are very protective of that person. So it's mm -hmm. not like I'm like, okay, hi, ancestor. I'm going to go past you now. <laughs> no. So there's also that theory of like, at least in my mind, that's how I perceive it. And so in general, um, what I say to those people, it's like, well, if you're here and you don't really want a reading, then I probably won't pick up anything and that's fine. Yeah. Um, also, I think going back to like what I said earlier, there's some people you vibe with and some people you don't. Mm -hmm. And I've had people that are open that I just can't, they have a wall. So I'm like, I can't, you're not allowing me to read you right now. And yeah. maybe I'm not the reader for you and that's fine. Maybe our energy is not matching and that's chill. Like yeah. mm -hmm. you can find, you know, here's your money back or here's whatever. I, I you know, Right. Go yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Cause people do, you know, it's like, you know, this person's not going to be able to read me. And then, so they're, you know, they're putting up every force fill they could, you know, they can before the reading even starts. And, uh, but then yeah. sometimes, you know, they do it and then, but mentally they start to break it down or they, they start to think about the thing they're trying to actually hide. And which yeah. is, uh, you, you know, I've seen a psychic pull that out of a person to where it's like, okay, you know, and, and they were actually trying to, um, to hide that particular thing and uh, they were able to pull it out. So it's very interesting. Uh, but yeah. also, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I definitely, I, I see that too, right? I think, and I think for me, like with, with, with that lady that was picking up my mom's brother, I'm like, you're wrong. You're wrong. But I, I'm pretty sure it was like either my spirit guides or my mom was like, no, she needs to know this. Like this message needs to be given. Yeah. Like we're giving you this message to tell this person. And I've had that happen before. I'm like, I, sorry, I have to say it because I feel like I have to say it. I have to tell you. Um, but then there's times wow. where it's like, this person doesn't like my energy and they want me in the energy. So that's chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. That's, ha that's happened to me. Someone came up to me in the store and said, I have to tell you this. And, you know, told me something. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. You know, and, uh, <laughs> well, there's also the the idea too, that like, um, sometimes a message may not resonate with you right then and there, but maybe yeah. later down the road, it will appear one way or another. Exactly. So, um, what up and coming projects do you have, if any going on? Yeah. So I've been filming for mysteries decoded, so this up and coming new season is I'm going to be on two episodes this season. So that's nice. exciting because nice. usually that's like uncommon for the show. They usually try to have new guests, but they really liked me, I guess. So I got to film two episodes. That's cool. So, yeah, I think it's going to come out in the fall, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. 
But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that and just all the cool places we went. And I can talk more about it because where we went was really cool. Um, and then, you know, I'm still filming for Something Scary. It's a weekly web series. So look out for that and just stuff on my social media. <laughs> nice, nice. So um, it, did anything that we left out that you want to, you know, say or um, let the public know as far as just, you know, some question we didn't ask and you're like, but I wanted to, you know, say this. <laughs> no, I think we covered a lot. Like yeah. you guys are awesome. No, you, you're awesome. Yeah, you, you are. Thank you. It's, it's all your information <laughs> and uh, knowledge and uh, skills. And again, the, the, the meetups, that's the thing. I didn't know that. Okay, so. <laughs> Meetup.com. <laughs> Meetup.com. And it's just like, it's also just really good because like you'll find people that just have like-minded interest. Yeah. So like hiking, for example, like let's just say you want to go hiking, but like no one wants to go hiking with you. Yeah. You can find a group of people on there to go with. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's really fun. That's amazing. Well, Stephanie, thank you for coming on Strange Darkness Radio. It was a yes, very so awesome, yeah, thank you. awesome <laughs> night and awesome, you know, hour and a half of uh, great knowledge and uh, for you uh, want to be psychics out there, don't Google it. Make sure you actually <laughs> <laughs> try to go to meetups. Uh, g- give uh, Stephanie a, a, a slide into her DMs and say, hey, any <laughs> books you can recommend or uh, when is your next class or something like that. Maybe maybe she can hold a, a YouTube, um, you know, tutorial, you know, um, just to yeah, balance the social media yeah. side of things, you know, to, mm-hmm. you know, throw, throw a Billy Carson out there. But yeah, yeah. Um, well, all right, Stephanie. Well, thank you again for joining us on Strange Darkness Radio. Thank you. You're welcome. I am Buzz Aldrin, and I was the lunar module pilot on Apollo 11. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the Earth. No single space project in this period will be more impressive to mankind or more important for the long-range exploration of space, and none will be so difficult or expensive to accomplish. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. The truth is that we've never proved one, but there are things flying around up there that we haven't fully identified yet. And keep in mind, there are mostly a billion galaxies in an ever-expanding universe. I mean, you can't even get your mind around the sheer number of things that are out there. People still take seriously trying to investigate and figure out what that is. There are Uh, There's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are. We can't explain uh, how they moved, their trajectory. Uh, They they did not have 
um, an easily explainable pattern. When it, when it comes to aliens, uh, there's some things I just can't tell you. 